hosting the Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. About technology. Fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And this is episode 90 of Two Blokes Talking Tech. I'm Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com and joining me on his anniversary, his wedding anniversary, returning from Hawaii and our one week off on Two Blokes Talking Tech, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. How are you, mate? Um, very well, Trevor. Nice and refreshed. Actually had a couple of emails from some listeners wondering what the hell happened to us. Uh, and uh, I'm here to assure everyone that we just had one week off. We're here. We're back. We told you we were having uh, a week off. Yeah. Yes, we did. But uh, a, couple, a couple of emails got through. They were a bit worried about us, but uh, nice to know. <laughs> that there is some concern, but we are back. We're back, and it's all thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au for all your home and small business networking applications, netgear.com.au. Let's get straight into it. Now, you would have flown straight back into one of the biggest fails on the internet in some time. Uh, clickfrenzy.com.au was, was the website that you know, got a lot of great promotion in, uh, in the, the re- recent weeks. Uh, you know, we did stories on A Current Affair about it. This was you know, Australia's answer to Cyber Monday, Australia's answer to the big online sales that doesn't just affect one, um, one retailer. It brings the whole online retailing community together. And that was the concept, to bring Maya, Telstra, David Jones, Kogan, whoever it is, bring them all together and say, hey, give us your best deals. We'll put them on one page and show everyone these great deals. Mm-hmm. And we'll send those people to your websites to buy these, these great things for this 24-hour period. A great idea. And I even heard the the boss of this 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 business that that launched this click frenzy idea on the day um, asked the question, "Will the website cope?" And he said, "Yeah, I've spoken to all the you know tech geeks, and they've told me it's all under control." And of course, seven oh one ticked over last night, and not a soul could get to the website because it had crashed. Yeah, um, just just unbelievably bad planning by Click Frenzy. They they're, they're hyping it up to say it was you know overwhelming demand, but in the end, that's what you got to plan for. You've got to plan and you've got to pay for the overwhelming demand, not the underwhelming. And that's yeah, the disappointment. Uh, absolutely, yeah. It was a it was uh, the it was a terrific concept, and I think it was a victim of its of its popularity here. Like, let's just I wrote in Tech Guide today. It was billed as the sale that stops a nation. Yep. But it was the nation that stopped the sale. Everyone just – this online <laughs> stampede literally knocked the site down. Now, people viewing this from afar, and I'm talking about our friends in the US, were probably having a bit of a laugh about this because this was supposed to imitate, as you mentioned, Cyber Monday, get this online frenzy happening. Uh, there's, there's the name for you, the frenzy. Uh, and that's what ended up costing costing us here. Now, uh, the, other, the other sites too, it's interesting to note that the – Companies, uh, the stores involved, like people like Meyer and Target, Dick Smith and Bonds, even their websites were knocked over because people mm. thought, well, we know they're involved. We can't get through to Click to click Frenzy. Let's go to these other sites. And they, they were knocked over in the rush as well. So yeah, and uh, there's got to be some serious look at the way it's all handled with the server structure and the number of hits on the site at, simultaneously. For next time, and I'm hoping, I don't know whether he's going to do this, but I'm hoping that they 
maybe reconvene Click Frenzy before Christmas. Look, I don't think they can. I just don't think they can garner the same publicity for it, uh, and I don't think they can garner the, the, the respect of the community to ensure that it's going to work. I mean, people sat for an hour refreshing, trying to get it working, and people in the tech game are okay. They know what happened. But everyone else's mums and dads are out there going, what the hell's going on? Why isn't this working? And it's embarrassing. It is. It's totally right. And, and look, you, you, you only get one chance to make a first impression. And unfortunately, Click Frenzy's first impression was a failure. And yeah. um, I think if they wait till next year, though, if, if the organizer of Click Frenzy says, right, we're doing Click Frenzy again, we need your support, people are going to think, well, well mate, you had your last year, what happened? Uh, I think it's going to suffer next year. I think he should do something sooner rather than later hmm. to, to say, well, here we go. Let's prove it, prove this can work. Mm-hmm. And that way we can assure that it's going to be something that happens on an annual basis, as, as is seen in the US and other parts of the world, uh, continues here in Australia. It's, you know, I just think there's a couple of things. There's a, po- there's a really big positive to come out of this, and that is there were so many people interested in this concept that it went nuts. And that's a great thing, Absolutely. and it really is. If Now, I'm not a big believer in, in web stats when, when the web owner publishes them. I'd prefer to see them myself. But he says 1.4 million uniques. I don't believe that that happened at 7 o'clock. I think he probably had 100,000 at 7 o'clock, and that, that crashed it. But yeah. he, he was the, he was uh, on the Today Show hmm. on Channel 9 and saying that the servers were set up to handle more than a million visitors. And it yeah. still fell over. And I Across think it's the, the simultaneous day. visits that, that exactly. may have gotten the, got, they, got him uh, in trouble there. But, they um, planned. Anyway. They planned for one million people in a twenty-four hour period. If if yeah. they got a hundred thousand in one minute, it would have crashed the server, and yeah. that's what they missed. And I don't know how they missed the ob- obvious nature of the fact that this was. It's like boxing it's day be a frenzy. Sales. Hello, it's in the name. <laughs> I gave someone an example today. They were asking me what it meant, and I said, "Look, imagine um, ANZ Stadium out at Homebush in Sydney. The grand finals on. It's the Rabbitohs." playing the Bulldogs. It's, it's an awesome oh, game, right? Exactly. And, <laughs> and you know, there's going to be 90,000 people there. There's, yep. there's 10 gates to, to ANZ Stadium. If they opened one gate, you know, before, just five minutes before kickoff, it would be, it would be pandemonium. And the, not everyone would get through. There'd be one at a time getting through. It would be a nightmare. What they a did... A very way, good way to illustrate it. And I like that you put Souths in the grand final. Exactly. Like that. and, and that's what they did. They bought one gate instead of 10. And you yeah. can't do that. When, when the A-League's on, you open you know, two or three gates because you don't need them all open. But you know, you've got a plan for these things. So it's embarrassing. It's disappointing. But we can only hope... Oh, look, I don't think Click Frenzy can recover, but I think that someone else will be able to say somehow they'll be able to build a, an online offering like this. But the problem is getting the community to engage with it and, and getting the same people that gave it publicity to give it that same publicity yeah, again. But here's another thing, though, Trev. A lot of people gave their email address mm. uh, to the site. Now, what's going to happen with those? I, I think is that going to give, I think you could leave your – you could register for Click Frenzy and yep. then you were able to tick some boxes on what you're interested in, what sort of deals you're interested in. Yep. So I think obviously the the aim moving forward is for Click Frenzy to have this mega mailing list to keep you engaged. Hmm. Now, I don't know whether that's still going to be the case now. Are they? It's going to be even more the case probably yep. because the sale never worked as planned. Uh, so that's I think something that uh, if listeners have have submitted their email to keep an eye on it and to just oh we'd be interested to hear actually from listeners if they get bombarded now with emails from Click Frenzy trying to make up for this failure. Well, the ACCC have already announced they're going to keep their eye on that. There's over a million people's emails sitting in there. Click Frenzy have said, and this is their yeah. statement, we understand there are reports 
the click frenzy will be using the information gathered for third-party marketing. We categorically state this is untrue. We respect the blah, 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 and we will not yeah. sell the information to third parties. So that's great, but it doesn't say that they won't send you annoying emails from people that pay them to do that. Well. There's always the unsubscribe button at the bottom. Trevor. Exactly. And if you're worried about that, you can send them an email at privacy at clickfrenzy.com.au and tell them to bugger off and take you off the list. <laughs> it would be that simple. Uh, Click Frenzy, a bit of a fail, but hey, uh, um, they, they got the publicity and they got the interest, so that's the positive to come out of it. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, I've been along to see the James Bond film, the new film Skyfall, which opens across Australia on November 22, which is tomorrow. We're recording this on the 21st. And, uh, yeah, it's an excellent film. And what we love about Bond films, what I particularly love, are all the different gadgets. And there's so much product placement in these films as well. I think he wears a tag watch. He drives an Aston Martin. So if you want to be James Bond, uh, it can be quite a costly affair. But not the case, though, if you want to use the same smartphone as James Bond, which mm. is actually, and funny enough because it's a Sony film, a Sony Xperia TX, mm. which is this new smartphone, Android-powered smartphone, 4.6-inch screen. Uh, it's got their high-definition reality display. Now, Sony have poured all their technology smarts into the phone for the display, 13-megapixel camera. So uh, if you want to be like Bond, James Bond, you can at least use his same smartphone, the Xperia TX. Look, I, uh, you know, it's a, it's a good-looking phone. It's, um, I don't want to say it's just another Android phone, but that is the problem at the moment. We're seeing a lot of really nice um, Samsung phones with great quality, great features, but in the end, they're, they're all. This is the problem with Android. There's so much, so much choice. It's really hard to decide, and you're really probably just driving whatever bargain you can get. But uh, look, it looks like a really nice phone, and the problem is people love Bond, so they'll just buy this thing just for that very reason, won't they? My, exactly right. I think uh, if it can do half the things it can do in the film, though, it would be an excellent smartphone. There's a lot of things it can do in the movie, like what it can display and things like that, how it can connect. If that's actually reality, then, boy, I'm going to get one tomorrow. But um, the uh, TX is going to be available uh, through Vodafone. You can buy it through Vodafone on a plan, but it can also be bought outright and used with other operators. It's uh, $6.99 outright or on a 50 buck a month plan. But I think what... what what uh, Sony's advantage is here, apart from their technology they've crammed into this device, uh, is the it's got NFC, but also links to their content too. They've got uh, their music service, videos, uh, and games. It's a PlayStation certified device as well, so you can imagine Bond, you know, a bit of downtime playing a couple of little mini games there. Mm-hmm. It's also got a 13 megapixel camera, which is uh, capable of shooting full HD video as well. And it's also got a, a, uh, a new feature to the camera where it goes from sleep to taking photographs in less than a second. So if you really want to take that quick shot, if you're a real spy, you need to yeah. take photos of secret files, top secret files. You can do that with the Xperia TX. But um, if it's good enough for Bond, it may be good enough for a lot of other listeners. But uh, it's out next week, November 28th. Uh, I'm keen. I've, I've booked a, uh, a review unit. I'm keen to get my hands on Bond's phone to see what it's like. But photos I've put up on Tech Guide looks pretty nice with that curved tra- tra- trademark curved back on the on the device, like the Arc that we saw last year. Mm. Uh, and it's got a, a nice big 4.6 inch screen. Nice, and you can read that as, as Stephen said at TechGuide.com.au.
Now, one of the things that um, Apple did very differently this time was release their products in a very staggered and, frankly, slow way. The iPad Mini came out, the iPad 4th generation came out, but they were only available in the Wi-Fi version, and I really believe that's why the queues weren't so big and possibly, even though the sales were great, maybe they, they could have been better. The, the iPad Mini and the 4th generation iPad with Retina Display with 4G built into them are now available to order and and that's a big thing because this is going to really boost that pre-Christmas sales time and you've actually had a look at this mate. I have yes I was uh, in the Hawaii the Waikiki Apple store as a matter of fact and I happened to be passing by and looked inside and there they were the 4G uh, 4th generation iPad which uh, you know the traditional black and white silver back on both black little strip covering the antenna on the iPad mini though the white uh, iPad which has got the silver uh, rear face, has a white strip. There's hmm. pictures of this on Tech Guide. has a white strip on the top, not a black strip like the, uh, the full-sized iPad, hmm. yet the black iPad mini with the slate background uh, has the black strip as well. But as you said, I think, uh, and I asked the guy in the store, in, uh, in the Hawaii store, and this was, would be the case across the country and even here in Australia, he said the 4G model sold out within an hour of yeah. opening. And each day is, has been the same story. They were quietly released, I think, last Friday and across the weekend. Uh, and they were selling out straight away. And, and as we mentioned, the, the lines for the iPad when they first went on sale back in no- on November the 2nd were the Wi-Fi only. And, yes, the reason for the smaller lines, I think, is a big reason that the 4G wasn't there. Mm. But now it's showing that uh, there's huge interest in the 4G models. And especially now here in Australia where 4G, the f- proper 4G version is available to us, unlike the new iPad, which came out in March. We've got the real deal 4G now for Australian users, uh, and uh, I think they're going to snap this one up. So yep. uh, interesting to see that the, the staggered release, I think it probably took a little bit of gloss off the actual launch. But I just think for just to, just for them to keep up with production, they probably had to do it that way. Trevor, I'm not sure why, but... Uh, they're both in the market now, but if you do want one, you've got to get out early to grab one. And look, the thing, I mean, I had the Mini, we both, um, you know, had them at, at launch, and I, you know, look, it was a nice device, I absolutely love it, it's my iPad of choice now, but I sent it back very quickly, because Wi-Fi only is no good to me, I need to be on the go, I need to be able to use it on the go, and even tethering and hotspotting, it just is too cumbersome to me, and I think that the 4G is the absolute way to go, and um, I think they'll sell like bloody hotcakes all the way. Yeah. It, it, it's like going to be like the iPhone 5. Those things will be very hard to get for months. So, uh, yeah, that's if, true, if, and, and, and uh, you're right. There's going to be a lot of people attracted to this product. I, I, even the Mini itself, uh, it was interesting to observe people when people would see, the, the like we've had our review units for a little while now, people would see it, and they said, they ask you, is that, is that the Mini, and they, they want to grab it? And touch it and even in the stores any apple store they, they, mm. they'd approach the bench and have a look at this thing and like fascinated by by this smaller ipad and uh no huge interest around it. i think the that smaller size is really appealing to people and like you i find myself using the mini a lot more than the uh than the larger ipad although my wife took ownership of the ipad mini when we were in hawaii so mm. i had to use the the f- full size ipad fourth gen which wasn't too bad to fall back on and but yeah so it just goes to a lot of users who weren't really attracted to the bigger ipad and now seeing the small the ipad mini and thinking well that that could be just the right one for me and look if you're in the market for a christmas present here and you want the the the, the ipad mini you, you literally need to to allow two weeks for delivery on both the wi-fi 
and the Wi-Fi with 4G versions on the Apple online store. So um, make sure you're thinking now about those Christmas presents if Absolutely. that's what you're thinking Just about Just on doing. a side note, though, Trev, I think we should mention, too, that uh, in the last week, too, the Nexus 7 tablet, yep. uh, which is which was brought out before the iPad mini and was very popular, is now available also in a 32-gig version. Mm. It should be noted uh, there's a lot of people, a lot of Apple haters out there that, that because you don't give as much attention to Android devices as we do to the Apple devices, I'm here to say that the Android version, the Nexus 7 is available now in 32 gig, but it's also cheaper than the Mini. It's got a higher capacity and cheaper at 319, hmm. uh, and the and the screen resolution on the tablet, if, if you go on pixel for pixel, is actually higher on the Google tablet. It's got a 1280 by 800. But importantly, uh, the, the the iPad Mini is 1024 by 768. Yeah, so and importantly, it's, it's running. Show us that we're straight up and down the line, Trev. Yeah, but- two blokes talking tech. We're giving both a start there. The Asus Nexus 7 32-gig version available now, $319. And to the Apple haters and Android fanboys out there, I'll just take it back to to another step. Um, it's got Android, remember, not iOS. Um, the, the other thing I'll quickly say before we go to break is the new iMac, really interestingly, still not available to order, either in 21 or 27-inch. And they were meant yeah, to be available in November it was December. Gonna, it was going to shift back to early 2013, Trev, but mm-hmm. I heard, then read another rumor to say, well, it's still going to make shipping in uh, late November and December. Yeah. Anyway, we'll have to wait and see. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. And it's all thanks to the good people at Netgear. Netgear.com.au is the place to go. I'm going to go there right now, and you can go there too. Netgear.com.au. If you're looking for uh, networking in your home or business, uh, Netgear has the su- solutions for you, and they have the support for you. In your home, they, they can provide you with wireless routers, range extenders, wireless adapters, power line solutions. They can help you with your home theater, your storage. There's so many things that Netgear can help you with, especially with that Wi-Fi in the home. It's something they specialize in. So if you've got a network at home and you've got lots of devices like iPads, smartphones, whatever it might be, uh, Netgear can help you with the best quality Wi-Fi network in your home. And there's these new devices, the iPad 4th generation, for example, has a better quality of Wi-Fi in it that you can take advantage of with the better quality routers like uh, Netgear products that have the dual band capability. So look out for that. Uh, Netgear.com.au, the place to go. In the lead up to Christmas, it could be a simple thing. Just expand your Wi-Fi network. Give your husband or someone like that a, a Wi-Fi product from Netgear. Netgear.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, I used to talk a lot about BlackBerry. <laughs> and I used to used to use a BlackBerry every day, but hasn't happened for a while. That they, they just they just couldn't keep up with my needs in terms of the apps and different things I was doing. Now, BlackBerry Ten is their new operating system, the new version of BlackBerry as it as it happens in the in the devices. It's not a physical device; it's an operating system, and that's due out in early next year. Now, they've got a big developer conference happening very soon in in Thailand, I think it is, and there's a, there's a few people going over there. I know it's going to be interesting to see what they have to say, but in the end. I mean, the simple question, mate, is it too little too late? I, well, yeah, the, many. you're not the only person asking that question, Trev. I think, yeah, the, the announcement, interesting that they're, they're leaving it till the end of January, till after CES, so uh, that's still a couple of months away. Uh, and they also mentioned they are going to reveal two new devices uh, mm. to go with uh, BlackBerry 10. Now, the whole thing around the BlackBerry and its sort of its recent slump, mm. uh, let's call yep. it, is the fact that they haven't nailed a touchscreen device. Yep. Simple as that. Never. They've tried with the Storm and the Storm 2, and they were dreadful. 
They couldn't. The, the system wasn't optimized for touch. The devices themselves were clunky, and you know, going up against popular devices and sleek devices like the iPhone and now all these Android devices, they just simply couldn't keep up. But BlackBerry 10, and there's a really good sneak peek video, and I've embedded this in Tech Guide story, showing you what what BlackBerry 10 is going to look like. Mm. Now, one thing that that was the strength of BlackBerry, and you know this, and I know this, where you used the BlackBerry for quite a while, was the physical keyboard, being mm. able to snap out those emails, those messages, really quickly. Now, no matter what system you use, whether it's iOS, BlackBerry, uh, sorry, Android, Windows Phone, whatever you're using, it's still difficult to, t- to type accurately on a touchscreen. I don't care who you are no. and what – it's still a challenge. Yep, absolutely. And here's, I think, what BlackBerry 10 is offering is a way to bring that typing accuracy that they had with the physical keyboard oh, to yeah. the touchscreen. Yep. Now, if you look at the sneak peek on their new typing and their predictive text – it's it can smart. actually predict the next word in your sentence. Hmm. So rather than you having to type out the whole word, it's a simple stroke upwards on the letter, the start, the first letter of that word. I think that could be the start of their comeback yep. if they nail the devices. Yep. What do and you think? It will, I absolutely agree. I, you know, I use an iPhone a lot now, and therefore I type a lot, but I make a lot of mistakes still. Uh, I use Android when I can, and I make a lot more mistakes there. What they need to nail is 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 the smarts, and a computer can be great. But so the and the idea here is that if you're about to say, "Dear Stephen, mate, any chance we can catch up later tonight?" Um, when you get to any chance we can and you type the letter C, it can try and predict what you're going to say, and it might pre- suggest the word catch, and you just have to press C, flick your thumb up, and, and the word catch appears. So it saves a lot of keystrokes if it works. So it's it's a big call, mate, because if people hate it, if it doesn't do the right, if it, if it doesn't predict the language correctly, and, and you know, localized language is really important here, localized dictionary, let alone dictionary, but also understanding of the language, Makes a big difference. So, Absolutely. well, look, they, they, look. There's no, there's no two ways about it. They've got to nail this, or they're gone. Yeah. If they don't nail BlackBerry 10 with these new devices, I think we can kiss BlackBerry goodbye. Yeah. I'd go so far as to say that. But yeah. The typing, the use of the device. Now you have got to remember, BlackBerry is very popular corporate device, a mm-hmm. company device. Not anymore. Another feature that they're looking at is the fact that you can now divide the device between uh, your work section of it and your yes. private section yep, of the device. Definitely. They're calling that BlackBerry Balance. So. It'll even secure if you work for a company and you want to secure that part of the device, it will. But with a simple stroke or a simple keystroke, you can then go to the private part of the product too. Yep. So they're really trying to nail the user, the type of user who's going to who's going to still stick with a BlackBerry or maybe return to a BlackBerry, uh, and being able to have that that kind of flow. There's another feature called BlackBerry Flow, which gives you look look at all the open applications and uh, look in in one place where all your messages and notifications are, kind of like the notification center now on on Android and mm. iOS anyway. Yep. But uh, I think they're getting with it. But it's still oh, the, the biggest down, I think, for them is the apps, trying to catch up with the number of exactly. apps that are compatible. That's something they've got to nail as well. They've got a long way to go. But anyway, we shall wait and see. BlackBerry 10 uh, coming to us, um, hopefully in January. Now, while on the subject of smartphones, we spoke just about the uh, BlackBerry 10 just then, but another very popular, surprisingly popular, I go so far to say, uh, device that will be out in the next week or so is the Galaxy Note 2. Now, I've had a lot of, lot of interest, a lot of readers been emailing me, a couple of calls on the radio about this. There's a lot of people keen to get hold of this big screen mm. device. Now, it's got a 5.5-inch screen. 
Gal- uh, Samsung had a big event last week uh, to, to launch the product. And it's going to be across the board. It's going to be 4G version, thankfully, here in Australia, yep. across uh, all the networks. I think Optus are going to get it first, followed then by Telstra in early next year, I understand, as well as Vodafone uh, at the same time. Um, but, yeah, I think the, the this big screen appeals to people who don't quite want to get a tablet. Smartphone's not quite enough. This is a nice in-the-middle kind of product, the phablet, I think, phone, tablet, people call it. Uh, which comes with the S Pen. I think the S Pen of this device, and I had a sneak peek at this back at IFA when I was in Berlin in uh, late August, early September. The S Pen is going to be the real, the real home run, I think, for this device because it gives it so much functionality. Uh, just been able to use one feature alone, I think, is going to be terrific, called AirView. So rather, you just hover the S Pen above an email, for example, mm. and it will give you, it'll oh, preview like that, that yeah. whole email. It'll open up that email without you having to actually physically open it. Uh, look at a, you can look at pictures and calendar entries and things like that. It's just one example, I think, of how people are going to utilise this Note Two. Uh, look, I think it's it's the same as the Note One. It's a very niche market, but it's it's clearly a, a big enough niche for this to be a successful product. This this thing is anything but unsuccessful. This has really been been quite good for Samsung, and it's helped bolster their their complete market share. Um, they put a lot of effort into their launch. I've got to be honest. They um, they did a really bloody good job. But they're they're really lifting their game with their launches, which might sound stupid to the consumer. But you know, when you're trying to impress the lifestyle media, the 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 entertainment press, and let alone the technology press, you've got to, you've got to really put it on. And they they went to a lot of effort. And I think that the device obviously looks really nice. It's very it looks very much like the Galaxy S3, but just bigger. They've used that some same rounded look to it. We had a look at it when we were in in uh, San Jose. Look, really nice device. Certainly not for me, but um, if you are in that phablet range and you're looking for something that's really, you know, bigger than a smartphone but smaller than an iPad Mini or or, or an Android, um, you know, seven inch tablet, the, the the Note is a is a really compelling option. So uh, oh, I agree, and the fact it's four G too. You mentioned we mentioned earlier, and you said that iPad Mini has to be four G. Forget the tethering. This, I think it was essential. I'm really happy that we're getting the four G version here straight up. Because yeah. remember, the Note uh, originally came out. Uh, just as a 3G version, as did the Galaxy S3, by the way. Remember, the Galaxy S3 mm. came out 3G only and then became 4G a few months later, only a couple of months ago. I'm glad this is going to, out of the gate, it's 4G because having a nice big screen like that, being able to surf the web anywhere and use your apps anywhere using that nice 4G connection, I think is going to be really attractive. I'm really looking forward to reviewing this product. Yep, now looking forward to it myself too. Um, the Galaxy Note 2 coming very soon to, to Optus and then Telstra early in the new year. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, before we get to your minute reviews, um, you know, the Beatles took a long time to get to iTunes, and it was it was quite a coveted thing when it finally happened that the Beatles catalogue was available on iTunes. Well, the one big band still holding out up until literally last night was ACDC. Akadaka literally couldn't be bought via digital means. Yeah, obviously, probably the Napster equivalent of today is, is still out there available for people, but if you wanted to legitimately buy an ACDC song, you, you had to go and buy a physical copy. Last night, they made their entire collection available on iTunes, and I think what's stunning about this to me, it's in similar vein to the, to the Beatles one, is yeah, you can buy a track for two nineteen, you can buy an album for 16 to $20-odd, whatever it is, but there's also if you're if you're an absolute fan and you've got a, enough space on your on your iPhone or your iPad or you're in your iTunes library, the the simple thing that you can do is you can pay I think it's two hundred and twenty nine dollars for the complete collection two hundred and ninety songs, 
and you can get them all right now from iTunes. I mean, this is a big deal, really, for iTunes, isn't it? It is, yeah. Well, the last time we saw something as big as this, I think, was two years ago, at the end of 2010, about this time two years ago, when the Beatles uh, were available on iTunes. Now, uh, ACDC, and, you know, they've got massive fans, massive audience around the world. Uh, it's, it's, and they were a holdout. They're one of the last major musical acts to go digital. Uh, but I think now that they've embraced the digital age, I think uh, it's a good thing. And, and there'll be a lot of people who, not only older fans who love ACDC, but a lot of younger fans who might, might not have been born even when the first ACDC album was released back, mm. you know, whatever it was, 25, 30 years ago, uh, who, who were now, you know, they might have heard songs on the, you know, the Iron Man soundtrack and, you know, Thunderstruck, you hear that everywhere. There's a lot of really signature songs by ACDC. I think a lot of younger fans, they're going to pick up uh, with this, with its availability yeah. in the digital space, and they've made sixteen studio albums, four live albums, and they had three compilations. You can buy that entire collection for two twenty nine ninety nine. That's not a bad deal uh, if you're a fan or if you're, you're interested in becoming a fan. You get the entire catalogue, Akadaka Digital. I'm glad they finally made the decision. If you're there and you love your Akadaka, jump onto the iTunes store. iTunes is uh, where you can find them now. Finally. Minute and a half to go, but I'll give you two minutes. Uh, let's talk about your minute reviews, uh, the opportunity for people to find out about a couple of products in a nice, quick, concise way, and uh, you can read more about them at techguide.com.au. Tell us about the Navman product you've got. Yes, start the clock, Trevor. The Navman MyView. Now, we know Navman as being a GPS company, but they've made another in-car device. It's a digital camera, basically, like a black box recorder for your car. Anyone who spends a lot of time on the road uh, can have this device. It kind of keeps an eye out for you. If there's any incident, you can record pictures video. So if you're involved, God forbid, in an accident or you want to contest a fine, you now have the evidence which is recorded by the MyView. It's got accelerometers in it so it can record uh, the direction of the impact and and where you were, GPS location, all that information. You can even then take the uh, device out of the car, use it as a regular camera. If you need to take photos of it, you've been involved in an accident, you can collect further pictures that way. So not a bad device. There's two versions. There's a a 2-inch and 2.5-inch screen version, 149, the MyView 338, 199, the MyView 358. And you can read more about them at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Something about beaches and smartphones. Yes, well, this was a uh, an email I got from a gentleman who is importing these products in the company. It's called the Bondi. Now, the Bondi looks like a stick figure, and there's pictures on Tech Guide again. Looks like a stick figure. The head is a hook. There's uh, feet, upturned feet, so it can hold a smartphone in place, and the arms are actually bendable, so it can wrap around the product. No matter what size smartphone you've got, it'll hold it in place. Now, it's only $15. There's uh, the details on and a phone number on the bottom of the Tech Guide story if you want to do buy one. Uh, available in a number of of colors but the beauty of it is it can hold your phone it can hold it in various places wherever you can hook anything so you might want to hook it on your rear view mirror you might want to hook it on your clothes you might want to hook it in your car wherever you got can hook something uh, on, on the doorknob wherever you want you can use the Bondi smartphone holder and it doesn't need to be limited to, bo- to smartphones you can hold cables a book whatever you like but it's a good example being a tech a tech show we use it as a smartphone holder i think a great way to keep your phone handy 
but also keep your hands free. Bondi, $15, available in a number of colors, and the details on how to order and the phone number are on the bottom of the story at techguide.com.au. That wraps it up. Uh, episode 90, done and dusted. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Stephen, we can read all your information. Uh, even though you were away, you kept the site updated, but there'll be lots more coming at techguide.com.au. Talk to you next week. Yes, you will. Thanks, Trevor. Thanks, Trevor.